Welcome to Up The Villa Podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below on your thoughts of West Ham United 1, Aston Villa 1. So I've just got back from the game. I've had a fantastic day with Justin. Uh, met so many Villa fans down there as well. It was absolutely great day. Uh, stadium. I thought it was alright to be fair. I mean, it gets a lot of stick for how far away you are. I didn't really think that was too bad, to be fair. I think the atmosphere from the West Ham side of things is quite poor. It's it's not very loud. It's not very intimidating. But I thought the Villa fans were absolutely fantastic. And I thought we played good. I thought we did really, really well in this game. Um, I thought it was exactly what I wanted. I wanted us to score early. I wanted us to to have a foothold in the game, again, see the characteristics from Anunayemi side, be difficult to beat, difficult to play against, which I thought we were all of those things. And the one thing that I want to say is that this whole playing out from the back, this whole possession-based football, we're now starting to see Aston Villa impose ourselves away from home. We imposed ourselves with the ball today, with the possession that we had in this game, the, our style of play and the way in which we moved the ball around. It literally felt like we were the home side, West Ham were the away side, and that's how the two teams felt to me like they're set up. So I know it's still early, early days in this Unai Emery system and the era and the way that we're playing, but we can now start to see a style of play and a way in in which we want to go about and we want to go and do things. Whether some of it's good or bad at times is a different matter. But my first point that I'd like to make is that it's clear to see that we're a possession-based football side and we're looking decent with the ball. And I think that is the biggest compliment I can give Unai Emery in this Villa side at the minute is, is that that's how, we, how we're going and, and it, it looked good, to be fair. So um, how did the game start off? I felt like we started the game really really well we were keeping possession of the ball I think it was so early on where Martinez had the ball and he was just waiting and he was waiting and he was just waiting for the West Ham players to come in and try and press us and to be fair West Ham's tactic in this game was to try and press us when we got into that halfway line area that was that where West Ham's trigger was today their trigger was when we get to the halfway line that's when they do their pressing they were reluctant to press from the back because they know we want to play out from the back. They know we want to draw the opposition in. But early on, the signs were there that we were just going to wait with the ball, come and engage us, and then we go. So uh, that was an early sign and, and a tactic that West Ham tried to employ to not press us straight from a goal kick. But there becomes times in a game where you just simply have to press us. So um, I felt like we started to get a good foothold in the game. We were looking lively. Moreno was looking good. And on the 17th minute mark, Ollie Watkins with that header. I mean, Moreno's marauding runs in that first half were absolutely brilliant. The cross that he puts in for Ollie Watkins, the header, headers it into the ground, bounces up into the goal. You know, Ollie Watkins now, 
He's starting to score goals with his head and he's starting to score different types of goals and that is the mark of a top, top bracket striker to have different goals in your game. We all know that sort of he's good at those sort of those out wide 1v1s cutting across the keeper. He's good at those but we're now starting to see headed goals. We're starting to see headed goals from sort of like the penalty area and that is a very, very difficult goal to score today that Ollie Watkins scored. It was, it's a difficult finish. You know, it's a whipping ball. He's got to get the power, the accuracy, um, and and it's a it's a great, great goal. And you know, Moreno needs a bit of credit because going forward, he was brilliant today. Um, I'd like to say that we were then in sort of like. We were in sort of like a, a purple period, weren't we, when we scored? We, we were going forward, and I remember Ramsey sort of breaking through the lines, and, and Buendia had a bit of a moment when he got in a pocket as well, and we were looking really, really good. It, it looked like it was only going to be Aston Villa that get the next goal, but West Ham won a corner. Um, West Ham won a corner, and, you know, however you look at it, whether you feel like it's a soft pen or not, for me, my honest opinion is, if you put your arm on someone's shoulder like this, and there's if your arm's like that on a player, and there's a bit of force in it, or there's a bit of something in it, it's a penalty. It's a pen. Like it's harsh. It's it's there's hardly any contact there. Has he really pulled him back? Not really, but his arm's on his shoulder and he's gone down. And, you know, you just you just can't put your arm on a player. You can't put your arm on a player in the penalty area. And my other thing is, I think it was on Paqueta. Paqueta's facing the opposite direction. So all Bailey needs to do is turn and see where Paqueta is and just hold your shape. Just turn and hold your shape. That it was it was too rushed for me to get that arm on and that. So I do think it was a penalty because you just can't put your arm on someone. So um, and then obviously with that moment, the crowd sort of have a bit of something, don't they? Because up until then, it was so flat, it was so quiet. I, I really didn't feel like West Ham were in it. Their fans weren't in it, and then they had that little glimmer of you know they've got something in a game now. So that that atmosphere switch sort of tweaks a little bit the ascendancy tweaks and and West Ham are back in the game aren't they and and I think they sort of had a, a, a little bit of a brighter spell after that but I felt like going into half time I felt like we were slightly the, the better team I, I think we were slightly the better team um so I, I was I thought we we played well with the ball we passed it around the back um Watkins also has that chance doesn't he um, in when he sort of like cut across and it was a, a great save from the keeper. It was sort of like a snapshot chance. Um, you know, if that goes in, it's two one. So I think, you know, we did have some good spells in that first half where we did create some good openings. So we probably should have gone up two one at the break. To be fair, so um, I'd say that was a decent first half. Second half, um, they started to pile on a bit of pressure at times. Didn't it? the game ebbed and flowed? I felt like midway through the 
second half they were on top. They were getting Ben Rahm having shots and, and you know they were getting in decent areas. They were looking to play that crossfield ball onto Bowen. Um Bowen was really good against Moreno, wasn't he? And I think that's why sort of Unai Emery tweaked it and put Luca Dean on, uh, just to add that little bit defensive um, stability. Um, Troyore came on, which was great to see Troyore came on. Again, Leon Bailey. I mean, Villa fans, I would love to hear your thoughts on Leon Bailey in the comments section down below because you know me, you know my vibe. I'm brutally, brutally honest. You know, I'll try and be as honest as I physically possibly can be. I'm just not having him. I'm really just not having him. He don't do anything. That's the thing. Like, if I say, if I, if I think of what did he do well today? So what did Leon Bailey do well in this game? I nothing. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to warrant me thinking he did anything good. I think when he gets in those 1v1s, when he picks it up on the byline, I'm looking for him to drive, I'm looking for him to create, I'm looking for him to play up forward thinking pass. He doesn't do none of that. I think he, he at times he, he, he leaves cash short. I just don't, I just think when he's playing, we are, it's like playing with a, a, a man down on that one side. Um, you know, and 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 I just think, uh, that, yeah, that it's just so frustrating. And to be fair, he's, he's lucky that he played today because if it was if it wasn't for Kamara, he wouldn't have played today anyway. So, um, but yeah, and then I'm thinking, take your chance, take your chance. Um, but away from home, you know, he's got no goals, and he's really, really struggling. He's really, really struggling. So I mean, Troyore came on, and he instantly he looked brighter on that right-hand side. He looked brighter. He was getting on the ball. He was sort of shaping as if he was going to arc a, a crossing or arc a passing. Um, so I think Troyore looked looked a lot brighter when he came on. Um, then we then moved McGinn into his natural position and put uh, Chambers in the double pivot. That was that was decent as well. When Durant came on, he looked lively. He had that one uh, shot when he, he, he sort of had a, a snap shot. Uh, and then he had that one when it sort of fell to him and he just couldn't really um, get it under control. It, like, he didn't know he sort of got the power on it. And, you know, so he looked lively again around when he came on. And, and what I want to make about the substitutions were, when when the subs come on, they, they all seem to have an impact in the game. They never go hiding. I mean, Ashley Young came on and he made that brilliant block down the other end. Troyore came on and looked brighter. Duran came on and looked brighter as well. So there's all these different sparks when we're bringing players off the bench that are sort of impacting the game. You know, I think when Duran went more up top, that's what I'd been crying out for um, in January, that we've got more of like, when we're getting a bit of pressure, there's a there's a target man up there that we can ease pressure on, on uh, the forward line as well. So, you know, I think for a 1-1 away from home, though, those are the types of games where... We, we we couldn't we could have got some we could have won that game today, uh, but you know it was a a solid performance away from home and that's what it was a solid performance away from home. How many times over the years would we have lost that game? We would have crumbled in that game, absolutely crumbled a season or two ago. We'd have, we'd have walked away there with nothing. So the fact that 
yeah, you're sort of looking at it thinking, we should be beating a team down the bottom. They are still a really good side, and a point isn't really a bad result for us there, I don't think. Um, you know, I was saying to Justin as the game was going towards the end that I'd actually, I, I think I'd actually take a point, and, and I do think a point was probably a fair result. Um, but for me, the, the biggest thing that I can take away from that game is that the way we were playing with the ball, it's not like we're rocking up at these places and it's like 10, 11 men behind the ball, dogged, determined, trying to fight for what we can. We're actually trying to impose the way we're trying to play. Um, I thought we played out from the back really well. I thought Mings and Conser were really good. Um, you know, I do think... Ramsey, again, is another one that I've got my little reservations on at the minute. I just want to see him on the ball a little bit more. I felt like in that game, especially in the first half and, and the second half, that when we were getting a little bit of joy with possession, it was when someone was taking that bit of responsibility to sort of turn and, 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 and have a run or drive forward a little bit or just not play the easy pass, you know, I thought McGinn was absolutely tremendous. Absolutely tremendous he was. He was brilliant. You know, I thought... I didn't really want McGinn in the double pivot because I felt like if he went in there, we would lose what he does in sort of like the, the writer position that he plays. But, my God, he was absolutely brilliant. He was mopping up stuff, driving us forward... The thing that he was doing so well in a midfield battle where it was so difficult to have any time and any space was when he was being able to like turn and, and manipulate the ball and manipulate his shape. I, I just thought McGinn was... He was class, man. Absolutely quality McGinn was. He was so, so good. So, um, yeah, so I found like McGinn was brilliant in there. Dougie Louise had a really good game. Just want to see a bit more from Ramsey. Um, I, re I really just want to see him impose a bit more. And I'm going to say it now. We were, in this game, for me, the reason why we didn't win is because we are crying out for an out-and-out brilliant winger. Now, what I'm saying is, if we had that winger where, when that game gets um, difficult and... We've got all the ball and we don't really have sort of like, we're not creating loads of chances. If we had that winger that creates and he's got power and he's got pace and he's got guile, he's got trickery and he's able to drive the team forward and he's more dynamic, that is what I think this team is crying out for. In that area where Bailey plays, we are crying out for an, a fantastic winger. And I think if we had one of them in that position, we would be a different beast altogether. A completely different beast. I think away from home would be tremendous. Um, I can't, kind of, and I'm not saying Bowen, but you know how when Bowen gets on the ball for West Ham and something happens? Every time Bowen gets on the ball for West Ham, there's something happens and... That is what we need. Every time that player gets on the ball for Villa, something happens. And at the minute, we haven't got it. We haven't we haven't got that player that's doing it. And I think that's one of the areas where I think 
we need someone like that. Um, but, you know, coming away from it, you know, our form at the minute is seven points. So, a difficult place to go to. They're, they're, they are fighting for their lives down there. It's, it's, a, it is a, it's a difficult ground to go to because they are, you know, a decent team, West Ham. You know, you forget how, you know, that they are actually a decent team. They, they should be doing better with what they've got, but... You know, I think I, I think I take a point. Uh, Villa fans, let me know what you thought. One thing I haven't mentioned: the Brendier penalty. To me, where I was, if if Bailey's one is a penalty, from where I was, I haven't seen it back. I've seen the Bailey one back, and and I do think it was a pen. I haven't seen the Brendier one back. Let me know in the comments: was it a pen or not? But it looked one to me. It looked one to me. So. Um, that was one of the big talking points as well in the second half. And, and it, uh, from where I was stood, it just looked like a pen. But I, I haven't seen it back. So, you know, I take a point. I think there's there's progress. Whatever way you look at it, there's massive, massive progress for Aston Villa. So I've had a great day. Great day with Justin. Uh, we've got lots of content coming this week as well. So if you're new, subscribe. Drop this video a like. And up the Villa.